0: Thank you for joining us on Feed the Crew. If you haven't already, please subscribe and follow us on Facebook or Instagram. If you have any feedback, if you'd like to be a guest or suggest a topic, go to our website, feedthecrewpodcast.com. If you love the show and want to support us, you can do that at buymeacoffee.com forward slash feedthecrew. Thank you for joining us on Feed the Crew. If you haven't already, please subscribe and follow us on Facebook or Instagram. If you have any feedback, if you'd like to be a guest or suggest a topic, go to our website, feedthecrewpodcast.com. If you love the show and want to support us, you can do that at buymeacoffee.com forward slash feed the crew. So we have Joy and Chris Day. Welcome. Welcome to Feed the Crew. Hi. So tell, tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves. Let's start with Joy. Well, I
1: am... Have been in the event business since 1996, started out corporate as on the client side, moved into the production side uh, in 2004, and I am now semi-retired.
0: <laughs> We're going to keep pulling you out of that retirement. <laughs> you're, you're far too loved for us to, to let you go that easily. <laughs> Still know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> And Day,
2: And I got put into the event industry with her because I used to go to Take Your Daughter to Work Day and I've always just kind of known who these people are and gone to the parties with her and been ridiculous. And then I went with her when I was 15 to Detroit to do my first gig for Stuff Magazine. And then I you know, just got to do little summer gigs here and there through college. And then I got out and Mm, I did a live brain surgery show, and then I got to be on my own doing normal things. Because I have another pretend mom; she's my real mom, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Donna is also another OG graphics lady, and yeah. she uh, she uh, let me be her time speaker timer and her little minion one time, and then she taught me a lot of stuff. And you're so good,
0: right? <laughs> Well, and with dynamic duos, uh, we're talking about some different things. Sometimes we've got some specific things that we, we're curious about. And one of them is the education and training, Christy. So can you tell us, was it easier for you to learn from Donna than it was from your mom? I
2: can't say that I did that kind of in-depth stuff with Donna. So it's definitely a lot of my mom she's good at trial by error trial and error um but and also just figuring it out when i was a senior in high school i took a i was in co-op and so they made me take an administration class because i had an office job and in that class we did all of the entire office suite and you know so i was forced in a class to learn all of the basics of powerpoint once upon a time and um as far as the nuances of the art and stuff it's been a lot of
1: figuring it out as I go and seat of the pants is sort of natural to us because <laughs> I got into the, uh, the uh, communications group and got the job supporting graphics for the CEO without knowing how to do any of it. Right. And I got the job and was told three days later, meeting meet him in San Francisco and go. <laughs> So I learned, I, I taught, my, I'm totally self-taught on everything, Adobe Suite and,
0: you know, gotcha. I
1: knew Office, I knew Word, I knew Excel, and a PowerPoint was like a really small little thing, but I figured it out. Right. So I figured out, that's my, that's my superpower is I can figure out software. That's awesome. So.
0: And I have a little bit of that superpower, uh, but I have to say that some of my confidence comes from you, Joy. When it came to, no, when it came to feeling like I can do that, I did get a lot of my confidence from you.
1: Um, But over the years, that's how I've learned things. It's like, I never say, no, I can't do something because I can always figure it out. But I always start at the really high end of a really complicated thing. Like I went to learn InDesign and I had to do a directory for 500 people with photos and addresses and all that stuff. And boy, that was a learning curve but I figured it out and I haven't forgotten. (laughs) I'm a terrible teacher and she can attest to that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm impatient,
2: but she's happy to help me do stuff sometimes. So that's half of it. She doesn't not help me and then not help me.
0: (laughs) I got you. (laughs) I was going to say you had to, you had to have done something right because Christy's saying that, you know, she learned a lot from you. Well, I knew yeah. when she had,
1: she had really gotten ingrained into the industry. When I go to Vegas, you know, would go to Vegas and I was then just called mama because it was all about Chris Day.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's Chris Day's mom. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I got some of that at some point in my career too, that I became Jake's mom. Yeah.
1: But it was funny because we, we had one client and we did it oh. for years. And <laughs> Kansas City. I mean, we, What's we his look, name? We look like each other a lot and we can finish each other's sentences. And this guy, we would do two events a year. And finally, after like four and a half years, he goes, I just thought mama was your nickname. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are related. <laughs> you are related? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny.
0: So did you ever have any challenges working together? By being did, related? Yeah. Did any of your, you know, uh, your mother daughter, uh, you guys have such a good relationship, so it's hard for me to even picture this being a problem for you. But yeah. did your personal life ever come over into your uh, work life and cause any issues?
1: Only once at the very beginning when a certain person who worked for us decided it was a good idea to go out and take Christy to some all night drinking binge and that was about the only time
2: yeah that's fine
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i've gotten yeah you know but i I try to stay out of her her world and we'll go have dinner like we save on per diem because
2: we order one big old meal because we don't have a refrigerator to put any leftovers in we split it in half and we both like vodka soda so it's really we're really easy uh dates (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. and then we have dinner and then if the rest of the the young folks want to go do something i say have fun see y'all <laughs> right right i hear you for sure i just try not to you know encroach and uh, there's some places i belong and some places i don't want to be <laughs> i hear you we hang on more gigs than we do on holidays or that's where <laughs> we get more
2: quality time is at gigs we are forced to sit together for 10 to 12 hours which is pretty awesome And yeah. except for all the other lost
1: time and we'll ask for rooms on the same floor not okay. necessarily near, near each other but we'll get together and have coffee or tea in the mornings because i don't like starbucks neither does she against it so and she'll
2: braid my hair
0: sometimes
1: <laughs> so we just <laughs> do that and then we you know off we go
0: that's so cool that's so cool yeah, see, I know that Jake and I have our moments, uh, but it's typically offsite and similar to Joy. I can only remember one time where I felt that I let the personal stuff interfere. So, uh, yeah, I told myself, I
1: said, she's a grown up adult person and I don't need to tell her what to do or how to do it. So, and we both, both have our expertise. So when we go to a big show, my thing is to set up the networks and her thing is she usually gets all, everything ready.
2: I climb around on the floor and I plug all the stuff in organized
1: like. <laughs> yeah. So it, I love it more together on big shows because it does make life much easier and she likes to, she doesn't mind doing notes and she's good at it and. Uh, yes she is.
2: I was forced to do it for uh, a gig or two for one, that one company so many times that I said, I guess I'm pretty good at this now and I never <laughs> request about it again but Practice makes (laughs)
0: permanent. Right. So you guys brought up a good point, which is that, Christy, you don't always work with your mom and you do more than just graphics. You've done, you know, notes and things, but you've also done some tech work. So do you find that you've grown, you've been able to grow a lot more by going out on your own and not working with mom?
2: I feel like when I'm with mom is the times when I've been given an opportunity to put on a new hat. Because okay. they're like, hey, the forks held down. I'm still like kind of there. And it's like, here, you go in this back room and interview this person and operate the camera. like, what?
1: Cool. So, I mean, I've gotten to, yeah. She's a real good stage manager, too, because she yeah. puts people at ease. She just, you know, chats with them and. Jokes around and nobody thinks about what they're going to do because they can't figure out what she's talking about mostly.
0: <laughs> Dealing
2: with confusion. Get out <laughs> of <on> my
1: stage.
0: <laughs> my most recent show with Christy was uh, on HP here in Houston. Yeah.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, so she was. And, <laughs>
0: it, it's one of those shows where, yes. Uh, Dave Lawson and I would have to pop in to make sure that the turnovers happen because they become a little chaotic uh, on stage but she really did do graphics and call the show and keep people in line during the actual uh, presentations she's she's really good yeah sometimes sometimes aren't we all sometimes I never have any concerns because I know that she you
1: know
0: it makes oh, me doubt myself
2: membership. when I do work for other companies and they're like, "Here, sit sitting in this notes chair because I don't know you and I don't trust you to put anything on the screen. And I'm like, okay, I don't care. But <laughs> I feel like that's what's going on. It's like I get paid the same. I don't care what chair you put me in. But, um, you know, for having years of experience, it kind of sucks when someone's like, I want to practice actually like pushing the slides. Can I be in the lead role? Like, Okay,
0: (laughs) please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe you just need to say no more often.
2: True. But I I guess I just don't even know these people. Like, yeah, someone gave me a chance
0: once. (laughs) And there's that. That's a good thing, too. It really just depends on who you're talking about, I guess, case by case, right? Yeah, and who's in the audience.
2: You know, doing stuff at like Verizon when it's for internal people, it's a little bit lower stakes than when you got a bunch of customers in the audience. And not like you ever want to screw up. No mess ups allowed.
1: We have the hardest time doing really low end productions (laughs) where they don't care if somebody goes to their desktop and then clicks buttons and stuff that just puts us on the over the top crazy. But you know, it it is who the customer is.
2: And I worked for Encore the last year and a half and that was a major, ooh, look at me. I learned how to set up lights and all these other things and learn how to take lots of chill pills with watching people do things their way and exactly what she just said. Oh, this 4-3 looks great. What? This is all wrong. Who built this? Someone built it back in 1998 and we're still using it. Yeah. But that was uh, working for a convention center so that's definitely a game changer.
0: True, true. I want my mom back to the
2: big site.
0: (laughs) I bet it was medical still using four three, am I right? Ooh, oh my God, I don't even know it was like
2: the state of the bay and you know really low uh budget moody Gardens gigs <laughs> but,
0: that'll
1: drive you crazy. yeah <laughs> yeah we lo- we like the big number the the big dollar shows they're a lot better.
2: yeah like when people are standing in line to go to the food buffets like will you play that Chris Brown song and say one, no, I'm a <laughs> female that respects myself and you should be too and two now i don't have that ability on my laptop but i am the person who's like the dj i guess the dj (laughs) no don't ever call the audio person the dj
0: (laughs) right christy do you ever feel like you were being judged because you're joy's daughter
2: uh i don't think it would be in a negative way so no Okay. Or if I was judged, it would be more like that good old nepotism gave me that tiny step up before I even got there. So I feel like, eh, you know, just fill in the shiny light that they hope
1: it is. And the fact that we worked for, a, you know, predominantly for one, uh, the same production company most of the time, Right. way long before she ever did anything, she knew everybody.
0: True. True. I was going to say- went- was it was it
1: you and, um, or was it just Alana who always used to call uh, Lawson the the Bruce Willis guy? That was my thing. Okay, <laughs>
2: but he doesn't look anything like Bruce Willis now that I'm an adult. But
1: yeah, but I was convinced. He was but from Bruce. the time she was like nine, you know, she would be at parties and weddings and all that kind of stuff. So.
0: Yeah, I think you got a different edge when it came to the social aspect of it because you grew up with them like that. And that was the company and the family that you were working with when you really got your full on start. And, and she also
1: would never say no. And you know, she <laughs> she got, Hey, can you come in and file, you know, three years worth of stuff? Sure. Or can you come in and, you know, tech this or do that. I had
2: three and, different rates, depending on what I was doing at the office. How menial my hat was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she was always, you know, Kelly would call her and, you know, put her on stuff. And she and Michelle would do projects together for sets. And oh, Whereas I am not allowed to use any, con, you know, construction materials. <laughs> Construct the moss
2: wall till you start bleeding and
1: you have to take a step back yeah that was one of my favorite that was my first thing with we had moss walls had never put one together and we had two of them and it was me and bill and we decided it made a whole lot of sense to just dump all the parts from both of them out all at once
0: oh no no that was not the good idea yeah (laughs) that's the
1: reason why everything is always labeled a a b b
0: c c (laughs) yes moss walls can be really tricky and and, uh it's not as easy as it looks (laughs) yeah well i think you try
1: swedish stuff and it's harder than moss so yeah putting together ikea stuff at like a convention center and stuff that's always
2: interesting what was a fashion show and it was like the things that hang the banners say what in tarnation is going on here why are all these extra pieces (laughs) that was a silly show (laughs)
0: Christy, what's your most memorable moment of working with Mom?
2: (laughs) I mean, I'll I'll go with whatever pops off the top of my head right now. Yeah,
0: that's what we're looking for. (laughs) Probably,
2: probably like when we're working on something, we're problem solving together, and we figure it out, or we figured out something at the same time, and she and I both go, (laughs) and everybody backstage. What was that? (laughs) (laughs) But we had like the same squeal of joy.
1: Uh, But everybody always knows what we've set stuff up because, like, it's like, hey, what are we going to name this router? Oh, I don't know. Let's name it Magical Unicorn Farts. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's easy.
2: (laughs) But uh, I guess yeah. Otherwise, nothing's. I don't know. I think it's good. I like when there's all like other family people on the gig. i like other companies they have the same deal it's not like it's i see it all over the country it's cool
0: yeah you know you're very fortunate if you're finding all of those nice close-knit families on show sites
1: and when it comes to graphics it's a pretty small community and so many of us know we all know who we like to work with so we'll always say oh please get this person Absolutely, under no circumstances should you, this person be on this show. And if they are, I'm walking off. <laughs> right. Sometimes working in a male-dominated company, uh, no one would believe me when I would put things like that on in, on contact information, and then they would find out. Find out. You better fire, or I'm not coming. <laughs> right. Right. That's it's a great reason for that. It, there's some people cause disruption, and yeah, we're not caddy.
0: caddy we're not caddy oh you're not caddy no no you guys are not caddy at all
2: that's Um, again that whole double-edged sword of being a lady as they
0: take it that exactly one of our episodes of women in av someone mentioned that we don't find a lot of male graphics ops in our industry i kind of disagree it in a way because i know quite a few of them but joy over your years how do you feel about that
1: it's definitely the minority. Um, the ones that are in it have been in it for a long time and are good. You know, yeah. they are. Uh, they don't have, I guess, the huge egos that other positions might possess. And uh, yeah, and you know, a lot of times when the sales group and stuff would be, you know, looking for new opportunities. They would just overlook graphics people because, oh, you know, they're just the graphics people, but guess what? They're the ones hired by all these different companies that, you know, they know what, who's doing the big shows and they know who's in trouble. And they, you know, because it's a different, it's a different type of position than being a producer or, you know, A lot of times they don't take advantage of what they have and like for Christy, she got turned on to a couple of her gigs from, you know, people she got to know backstage at different shows who'd say, hey, I work for this company too. You should go and introduce yourself.
2: Oh yeah, or the the guy who's the audio guy, who I remember having the, which one's the DJ? I was like, oh, he's over there. And, <laughs> and he was the one who, he called me up. And so it's yay, one-offs or tiny things where you're the only person to bring out there. And yeah. it's a nice feeling to know this person only met me a year ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would take you along with me anywhere. Yay. I really would. Carry your suitcase if I had to. <laughs> Well, that's what Jake's for. I'm just Yeah. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> my guy, my little attache. I feel bad, actually, when he does it. When Christy <laughs> first started a big out,
1: help. She, did, she was a PA a lot of times instead of being graphics. And she was, got really good at dealing with the hotels and stuff. You know, you had a rooming list for, you know, 80 people and, you yeah. know. All the ins and outs, and this one has a credit card, and this one doesn't, and this one. I have
2: so many people's info. I can buy all these flights on United. <laughs> Everybody ever worked for, I just saved their info in there, so then book them a flight. Top notch.
0: <laughs> I remember you being a PA with me on a couple of shows, and yeah.
2: I was on the hunt for you to give you some sort of per diem check. They are like, all right, here's three people you've never met or seen in your life before. Go deliver these. Sit me out right. in the middle of the Mandalay Bay.
0: Okay. That's right. That's right. That was the first time I had met anybody from Staging Solutions face-to-face, and I had been working with them for years. Um, the, well, the, not exactly the first time because I met Kelly when he came to D.C. And I have met you several times doing gigs in D.C. Yes. But the Mandalay Bay, I think, was the first time that I really got to meet the the larger group of people, like David Williams or Bill Fitch, and and yeah. so on. But yeah, no, Joy and I, Joy and I, did quite a few little things in DC, Microsoft. Um, oh yeah. When you were when you were talking about moss walls, I thought of Microsoft, and I'm like, yeah, we had Jake doing the Microsoft wall, and it's funny because he had it done before Bill even knew that it was done it was done and up and i'm like yeah uh what about that microsoft wall oh it's it's already done and up. that's a good feeling yeah (laughs) he'll try to trip you up whenever can't he can (laughs) so joy what about you what's your most memorable event with christy oh dear um they all sort of blur in together
1: i mean we always have a good time um I can't think of anything that is just stands out as that stuff crazy. magazine
2: party. I was 15 years oh, old yeah. then and then you was... were like, you're
1: allowed to do your own errands
2: at the CVS across the street from the museum. <laughs> and it's the only place you're allowed to shop.
1: Cause I we heard, there's in, like
2: bulletproof glass in the subway. We so. were in
1: Detroit. Uh,
2: okay. Like um, more than a decade ago, Detroit's come a very long way. It's a great no, It was now. scary. You know, it was, and then she goes,
1: I want to go to this concert. And we're like, under no circumstances, are you going to the <laughs> concert? But, um,
2: and uh, there was a, I remember there was a Jack Nicholson impersonator and John Lovitz was there. And I remember some man kept feeding me, giving me alcohol while I was working and then <gasps> Kelly was sitting next to me. And this is like a, my first memory of Kelly. What do you got there? I was like, I don't know, like rum and coke. <laughs>
0: He's like, oh. get
2: me one. And <laughs> oh. then he made me, he used my like young girl status to get him alcohol. And then he protected me.
0: <laughs> no, but that's not her memory. That's, that's like the crazy big brother, right? To have Kelly no, around.
1: Totally. I felt so, like I was really part of the family. That's then. one of our good relationships. Because we figured out Kelly is exactly halfway between my age and Christie's age. So therefore he's the perfect friend yes both of us you know yeah and uh no uh, I remember one of the first times she came as a PA to Vegas and you know Bill was there that was a very memorable one because she came and she had her, co- her combat boots and you know she was in her Christie garb and Bill wanted her to be more dressed up so he goes I'm going to fix this so off he takes her and he's gonna buy her whatever she wants they're in vegas anything you want he calls me up almost crying she won't pick anything out i hate everything (laughs) i think he finally let him buy her a shirt and that was about it and then so you know we get there and everybody's at the bar back before you know it was all had to be per diem and then he just hands her like an $800 bar tab and she's like, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> make sure you give him a good tip.
2: He <laughs> made me put it on my
0: room. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you then? Ooh, that,
2: by then I was at least in college. So I had to be at least nine. Cause, but I was still underage. I was under 21 because I remember who I got to buy me a bottle of Captain Morgan. And then I unpacked my fridge thinking that I could put it in there. And I didn't know that everything was computerized. And then, uh, so I removed <laughs> everything from the fridge and put my crappy bottle in there. And then uh, I think somebody had told me what happened. And then I cried. They talked really, really fast. And I cried a little bit. And then they were like, we'll just wipe it off. It's fine you're clearly a child You didn't drink all that alcohol
0: <laughs> was it still in the room or did you actually drink it
2: i didn't drink that i was just oh, trying to put my own alcohol in right. their fridge <laughs> but yeah the, the learning moments that so she gets to laugh at me about her definitely there
0: yeah i get it <laughs> so and and to hear that about bill uh with you shopping he didn't have girls. He's got Yeah, you know?
2: He's he got a little this. boy who loves, yeah. I love Cole.
0: He's my bud. Yeah. He's I don't know him very well I kn- what I know of him. I do love,
1: but you know, and you know how Bill likes to introduce everybody to ever, you know, something new and different. So he, it's, he took Christie under his wing on sushi. Uh, I he didn't like wine, so he, he never got you too into that.
2: Yeah. It was a lot of sushi, really the weird stuff. What else did he do? I don't know. <laughs> He's taught me how to cook weird things on the grill. <laughs> like, I don't know how to cook meat. I don't care.
0: <laughs> Bill is a big one for Feed the Crew, for sure. Yes. Yes. Always good meals with Bill. I'm still debating if I ever want to get another job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm debating if I want to stay in the industry.
2: <laughs> exactly. But I don't know what else I like. I don't know anything else. I started too young. I don't have any.
0: Well, they sent her to, to Chevron one
1: time for a couple weeks to do something. They promised to teach me the teleprompter. In a cubicle. And they, showed, it.
2: they showed me the, the teleprompter once. Let me look at it. I didn't get to touch anything. And then I had to organize everything that that guy Ron never could do.
0: Well, you do teleprompter now, don't you?
2: Yeah, yeah and I own gear. I did teleprompter for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Yay! That's my accomplishment now. There's
0: a feather in your cap for sure. Yeah,
2: and I, yeah, I got all my gear paid off. Like the first gig that I did it too. I didn't pay very much, you know, for it because I had another family, you know, business. Mister Brent sold me his stuff.
0: Oh, nice! And he sold it to me for a good price. Brent he Hall, said, right?
2: Yeah, Brent Hall, because he said his sister didn't um, use it or whatever enough, so he was willing to sell it to me. So he gave me a really nice price, so he could upgrade his stuff. And anytime he's ever needed, I've given him a very, very, very fair price to rent it right back.
0: That's awesome.
2: Yeah. I like it. I like their, their little family deal too. They're fun.
0: Yeah. They're good people for sure. So do you guys want to talk about the pandemic at all? Um, it doesn't, whatever. It doesn't make me cry. Okay. So tell me how the pandemic has affected you. I live in my mom's basement
2: now (laughs) because (laughs) I had friends in from Belarus in March and we're at Mardi Gras and I'm on my way home and I get an email about a gig canceling and this is probably the second gig that canceled. And then she was the one who said, "Eh, it's pretty serious. You should really consider, you know, maybe not staying there and then I did seriously consider it and I said holy moly all my gigs are canceled what do I do maybe I might as well go move because there's nothing for me here and my lease is up I haven't signed on a new lease and my landlords were very cool and I just
1: departed and it was a good thing she did because her friend was gonna rent the house and right before she moved in they found out it was infested with termites
0: oh wow so that's what that dust is (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow. But, so you were in Houston, just to clarify for people who may not know. Correct. In I Houston I was and, in Houston in a
2: lovely metropolitan area in the middle of the Heights. And
0: now I'm in the middle of
2: a mountain in the woods,
0: but I'm with mom. <laughs> you know what? That's actually a change of scenery that I wouldn't mind.
1: Yeah. All. She likes the outdoor stuff. Cause I mean, we have, we have the premier hiking and kayaking and all that stuff. So people come long distances to come up here and do that.
0: Where exactly are you,
1: Joy? We are in Clarksville, which is Northeast Georgia. We are 25 miles from South Carolina and 40 miles from North Carolina. And about three hours from- I was in
2: Tennessee three days ago.
1: Yeah. That's a really
0: uh, great area.
1: Yeah, and we have, then we live real close. We live six miles from the beautiful Alpine Helen. It's the Germany of Georgia. (laughs) <laughs> a really bad little touristy place but everybody seems to know where it is and uh yeah it's, it's definitely been different for christy i i mean i feel bad because she used to have a lot of nightlife and stuff and for me it's great being older because the wineries and stuff you can go and hang out and at nine o'clock everything closes so you know you're home so, and tucked in by
0: 10. <laughs> yeah so i understand that the that- there is a huge difference there with you Christy it it does make a difference
1: but she let
2: me bring my boyfriend and he and I have you know worked that out so that's nice that he's out here so I'm not all alone If I was all by myself I'd probably be a lot more depressed or in a different state or I would have left and gone and done something else by now
0: but you might have found another friend to go bunk up with for a while yeah I hear you
2: But it's nice in the basement, and I like all the doggies, and I like being my mom and doing pottery. And you know, it's like an extended vacation out here. (laughs) So someday I know I have
0: to kick myself out. Gotcha. So, where do you ladies see the future of our industry? I'm
1: sorry to say I don't see it until like maybe 2022 unless they come up with some sort of a vaccine and i think right now it's just a lot of lip service from the politicians because i think they think you know if they say that it's coming down it's going to be you know it's going to happen but they think they're I, giving us
0: hope but
2: we watched the fda approve a friend of ours medical equipment and that took
1: ages yeah and i have a friend here who's in what's the right word An end uh endocrinologist whatever it is like he he came up with (laughs) the cure for botulism that's his claim to fame oh so he's very but he's he works with large animals but
0: okay
1: but that's how they usually devise vaccines and stuff because he he used to work for the government and he'd have herds of horses all over the world because that's how they would develop stuff right so i take a lot of you know i hear what he says and right. he's like yeah they're not even they're not close yet and unfortunately you know you stuff the stuff you read like vegas was like the hubbub of everything that in orlando for here in the states but i read that uh, they're trying to sell off like the venetian and the palazzo and the sands convention center right now just to get out from under it and then they want to go and develop all their properties in macau more and which is an interesting scenario since I went to Macau to do a gig. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't look out the window, you would think you were in the Venetian because, other than a lot of short Asian people, it looked exactly the same. The stores were the same, the decorating was the same, the rooms were the same. But right. if oh, you, yeah, we
2: have pictures comparing them. Yeah. Weird.
1: But if you won at the casino, Macau, you had to, you couldn't exchange like Macau dollars for Singapore dollars. So they pretty much had you that you had to spend your winnings in Macau. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's uh, an interesting twist. Yeah. But there, there was like duplicates of so many different Vegas properties in this strip, you know, In the couch, but if you you wanted to go outside and wander around and maybe go from the Venetian to the I forget what they had, um, like a Mandalay Bay place, Uh, no, they didn't want tourists out. You know, you were asked to return to your hotel. Oh, wow, yeah, so it's still a communist area. (laughs) Sorry, yeah, yeah, especially if you had a camera, they didn't want you out and about. It's sort of like how Houston would do like before the super bowl and how they fixed up that corridor that went from hobby to downtown and they painted everything and they planted in the esplanades and they had flowers and it was beautiful and if you went one block off of that it was like still the same old grimy apartments and stuff like that yep but um there was a route and that's where all the tourists that's all they see and that
0: that's an interesting point joy we've we've actually been able to do a lot of travel in our industry and sometimes we get to go out there to these really great places uh but not get to leave our hotels
1: right and that's what people don't understand oh you have such a glamorous job and it's like listen i get there Mm -hmm. and then i leave
2: i I make it glamorous i spend an extra day contact a stranger to put me up
0: well, and sometimes that's, that's an option for us, which is great. If we can spend a little extra time in one of these cities, that's, that's awesome. In the
1: um, years where I went real interesting places, I had two kids. And so it was like, get home as
0: fast as humanly possible. You so. and me both. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um,
0: you know, I don't, I, I know, I've, older, gotten, right. I've
1: still gotten to do a lot of stuff like going to Vegas. I think I've seen every show that they had at the time somehow or the other it got either a client paid and bought tickets but you know to me it's all about having the client pay for it and i don't
0: have to <laughs> that's the most memorable part about that when yeah. you get to see them on somebody else's dime right right i think i've honestly i've only seen one show in vegas but uh i did get to go around and be the tourist one time yeah <laughs> i had she- actually gone there for my own conference but
2: no. Yeah. Oh, she took me to Vegas when we were kids, and it was in the years when there were still cups and coins, and it was all downtown. And so that's a fun memory is having all those cups and this and that. But then, yeah, ever since I try to put like one semi, not really touristy thing on my list at a time, but I say, I feel like eating a big bready pretzel. I'm going to go to New York, New York to do it. And, you know, luckily I have that one friend, uh, Mr. Mark, and he comes with me on all my adventures.
0: You had, <laughs> you had an interesting adventure that, that you and I have talked a little bit about where you were actually were, uh, touring with a band.
2: I went with Green Jello in 2018 to their first Europe tour. Or not really their first Europe tour because back in the 80s they definitely had played there. But it's been since then. And that was really cool. And if I could go back to Europe, <laughs> I <could soon laughs> fall out. but uh, I would definitely rent a car it was nice renting a car and driving around although i was there with insane people so if i could go back as myself as a roller skater to go see europe i wouldn't get another euro rail pass i'd get a rent a car rent a car so Got until it. i learned that that's not what i want to do but seeing as how i figured out that i don't like big city adventures i'd rather like go see everything
0: else than parking <laughs> <laughs> she, and, she and auntie michelle could go Take me with you too. (laughs)
2: Right? Yeah. People always joke about like, why don't you make like a travel blog in SNS? Like, I don't know how people like have the time to do it because the amount of stuff we put online, being in Australia, was you know mentally tiring. I don't want to share all my adventures with (laughs) everyone.
0: It kind of. I've done it. I've tried to do it before. I'm not good at it at all. And the reason why is because I feel like I'm no longer enjoying what I'm doing and what I came here to you know, ingest for myself. If I'm constantly picking up my phone and taking all the pictures and videos and then typing up descriptions, it's like, "Mm." well, if you notice, like,
1: I almost never post anything on social media because it's like, sometimes like I, if I go to Hawaii or something, I take one picture of my desk, looking out the window at the ocean and a mountain and say, this is my office for the week. And that's all you're going to hear from me, because I just, it's just not my thing. And I have other friends that are just click, 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 and then they caption them and they do all this stuff and I don't have it in me.
0: Yeah, no, you'll find a picture or two from me once in a while, or if it's an actual vacation, you might find a series of pictures. I know that uh, Jake and I had an opportunity to drive up the coast of California and there are a a long series of pictures from that, but... It was the first time that I got to do a vacation and be the passenger instead yes. of the driver. <laughs> yeah, it makes a difference. It That's makes cool. a big difference. Yeah. So that, that, at that point I was enjoying some of it. It's like, okay, well now we're in the woods and same old, same old, same old. So I'm going to post a few pictures so <laughs> we can yeah. see the ocean again, or, you know, stop and see some natural critters that are coming up on the beaches and stuff. Yeah. And I live
1: with a photographer. So, you know, he's always taking the pictures and he doesn't take ever take pictures of any people
2: you take. No, but when he does, he doesn't know who they they are. are, And they're all very good um, and
0: artsy. He likes to take pictures, pictures of street people, but not like us. Uh, Right. So, and so Brad and I've had conversations about that because I am the same way we go on vacation. I'm not even taking pictures of kids. Yeah. So yeah, Brad and I have that in common. Like, you know, he,
1: he knows what he's likes to take stuff of and Christy's a lot better about posting. Yeah. You know, I follow her social media stuff, you know, it's all skating stuff, but mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. That way I can say, you didn't have your knee pads on. What are you thinking?
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the critical mom moments on social media. You got to love them. <laughs> yeah. They're like, quick, who's allowed to
2: shotgun a beer and text it to their mom? I was on a scavenger hunt one time. I was like, my mom's cool. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I wish I could just do a travel blog instead of ever having to go back to work. Actually, I wish I could go back to work. If we ever could, because yeah. I own a camper now and I could just live on the road and be home, homeless and be a transient person and then just show up on gigs and make enough money to fart around and see things and do what I want to do. So that was the silver lining to coming to move to mom's basement As I was eventually going to someday try to do that so I could try to save up money and make this stuff happen. And then I, I'm one of those people who has an idea, but I'll never let it happen. So it was cool to be forced there. So now if the industry does come back, I'll be like, ooh, I got a gig in Vegas. I'm leaving a month early and I'm going to drive there and, with my camper. In. So that's my plan. So like the, the, the silver lining is that like I'm part way there. I own a camper. I got a car that I can pull it with. I got a plan. I just need a job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I hear that. Uh, I actually know, I know someone from our industry that did that with his family in tow, Ooh, uh, Sean Shanks. And I will have to look up that information for you because they did a, a, we we weren't vlogging back then. Yeah. They definitely did a a blog about it. I would love to see stuff like that. Yeah, I will find that for you. Make sure our, our production team takes a note for me on that.
2: But then that'd be like the way to i like roller skating i like seeing the country i want to do stuff also i came home from australia and i always cry when i come back through the uh international terminal because i hate being home i don't want to come home and i don't want to see anybody and i'm really bitter and angry and so it happened again in australia and i just figured the way to change my attitude was you know If I could see, if I could travel around and see our country, it is huge. It's not a lot of great stuff. And guess what's not great is the cities and the people in them. So there's plenty of other things that I could go see. I mean, honestly, there's plenty of lovely things in everywhere. But, you know, so bitter about
0: it all. She likes to follow the
1: Roadside America attractions. And that takes you off the
0: beaten path. I do, too. I definitely do, too. My kids will tell you that our vacations were littered with okay, we're driving, uh, down the Shenandoah Valley or the Appalachian trail, we're going to drive down that way. We're going to stop and do some hikes and, and see some of those little mom and pop roadside attractions that you have out there in the mountains. Yeah. We did a lot of that. I'm surprised she
1: hasn't, from where we live, you could, the first stop of the Appalachian trails in Dahlonega. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, Oh. and the second one is on uh, Richard Russell. I'm surprised you haven't tried that yet. <laughs> I want to do that
0: because I'm yeah. here now
2: and I can. Right. I think I have stopped at one of the signs for the Appalachian Trail and was like, "Whoa, it's right here." But that was years ago.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, it was Blue Ridge Parkway. I, I was that Richard wasn't Russell. coming to mind.
1: Yeah. But so, I I know people who that's how they're doing it is from one stop to the next and then a year or so later they do from that stop to the
0: next. <laughs> so I got a note from our producers It says, you're off topic. (laughs) Is that a spooky drone on there too? It sure is. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Uh, So you two had a a blessing of being around Bill Fitch, but I'm going to ask this question anyway in your careers. What's the worst crew meal you ever had?
1: Whenever he would send Cole to get it. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, no.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I was thinking of the Friar Festival, but I never it was there, nor did I eat any of that food, because I was just thinking about the worst crew meal ever, and I was thinking about that hunk of bread on a piece of styrofoam with some lettuce, but bad crew meal, like with staging them, or with anywhere? Bill was anywhere.
0: No, well, no, anywhere. But my yeah. point is that being around Bill, it's, you, you tend to get a lot of good food. It, well, yeah. I guess, except if he sends coal out. I for- did a
1: gig for Sears and it was like three <laughs> days and each day they had a different group come in. So they did the same meal every day and it was really cheap hot dogs and really bad hamburgers.
2: Oh. Ooh, I know one and Ray was on this one because I think you helped fix it was uh We had a producer who was trying really hard to keep it in a budget, make things really good. So he was like, bam, check, check, check. When he signed up for all the catering, we got cold, dirty old sandwiches for the entire time. And it was like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. (laughs) I mean, I don't even care usually about anything, especially with food. I'm like, ah, put it on my purse for later. But I remember getting a little frustrated. Like, I think I'll walk away right now and go eat normal food.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: (laughs) That was fun. But I mean, that's not bad. I mean, people feed me, so I'm not really going to complain.
1: One of my most unusual right. crew meals is I was still on the client side. So I was working um, for Compaq and the, the people who were coordinating all of the food and stuff had never done it before. Oh, so they, that's they ordered a recipe crew meal and it was, we were in New York and they were ordering like salmon croquettes. And, you know, like, tea, and tea room sandwiches and stuff oh, like that. Should, no. I never saw so many guys exit the building oh, and go
2: to a, a hot dog. Feed a, big, <laughs> feed a big man a tea sandwich. I'd love to watch that reaction. <laughs> oh, what my the God hell man. is this? <laughs> the best food that, like, the, the craziest crew meal I'll ever remember was being in um, Odessa, at Mi- being in Midland at Chevron, and it's where they feed the big, strong muscle men. It's like, there's a burger this big, like, what am I going to do with all this, like all this meat pile? Whoa. <laughs> the
0: what they Texas size lunch. <laughs> yeah. What they
2: feed the oil guys is pretty
0: great. I, yeah, I have to admit, I've seen some of those meals and they really are not only good food, but huge meals. Huge. Yeah.
1: I did um, one event in LA and it was Bill's birthday and they sent me to a Thai restaurant and I'd never had Thai food and I had to order the whole group and there was like 35 people so i just said i want three of everything on this menu i
2: was gonna say mom screwed up the crew meal that's the worst crew meal
1: (laughs) Oh, another time in california it's still at compact and we took everybody to the for crew meal and we were out on like santa monica area and everybody ordered a three pound lobster and then, uh, plus the cocktails. And when the bill came, it was like $10,000 or something. And so Brad goes, oh. okay, I can't pay for the liquor bill, but you pay for the liquor. I'll pay for the
0: food. <laughs> wow. Oh
1: no. But no parameters. <laughs> it went crazy.
0: Yeah, that can happen. Speaking of which, I'm going to have to exit pretty soon. Oh, ladies, this has been fun. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a wonderful conversation. We're gonna wrap this up. So we're gonna say goodbye to everybody now. Bye. Ah, good to talk to you. Good to see you, too. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Check out our website at FeedTheCrewPodcast.com for more information, as well as links to all of our episodes, bulletins, and social media. When you're hungry for Inspiration Information Friends and Laughter Join us Join us, Join Join us
2: on Feed the Crew.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Check out our website at feedthecrewpodcast.com for more information, as well as links to all of our episodes, bulletins, and social media. When you're hungry for inspiration, information, friends, and laughter, join us. Join
1: us. Join, join us
2: on Feed the Crew.